Can you believe it, folks? We're at number 20! Number 20! Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. There is so much going on right now. I can't even keep my head wrapped around it. Yeah, just before we uh, started recording today, you were telling me about how this weekend you're, you're just feeling down. Well, I am down. And uh, because number one is your wife is leaving for the weekend. She's le- she's flying far away for the whole weekend. And so you're going to be without her. Yes. Which has got to be rough. It's, it stinks. <laughs> and then on top of that, my the people are gone like from the office right now on vacation. Yep. And they gave me their work to do. <laughs> and then yep. you're you're leaving next week. Yeah. And you gave me your work to do. <laughs> this is true. Just a little bit of my work though. Yes. And <laughs> But yeah, some of it. Then uh now and my wife's going out of town. Yep. So she's giving me her work to do. You and just just they're overloaded. And then I thought, and then we just were talking about, hey, you you just mentioned maybe me and my wife could come over and help you out a little bit over the weekend. And then you're like, oh, no, I can't. I'm going out of town, too. <laughs> it's just like more and more depressed. Like, I'm so what, sorry. What else? Guys, Pastor Luke needs some encouragement and maybe just needs some help. Every, everybody's <laughs> leaving, which is fine. But the only problem is, is they're giving me their work to do. Right. I'm sorry. And I'm only one guy. <laughs> and I have three kids. <laughs> I can't get it all done. I'm sorry, guys. Pastor Luke really needs some help. I do. <laughs> it's not fa- It doesn't seem very fair right now, but that's okay. That's, I will. I'll tell you right now. I not only will survive, I will thrive. He's going to thrive. I will thrive. That's right. If you are listening, audience, and you're just like, I just need to help Pastor Luke out this week. <laughs> Just come in, do some of his work for him, edit some videos. Tell you right, one of the one of the most helpful things you could do is to maybe text me or call me and say, "Do you need a little help with the kids?" Oh, yeah. And the answer is yes, <laughs> because I have housework to do, and it's difficult to get. It's so difficult to get work done around the house with three kids. I I can imagine. You can't do it. Like, even if I just gave every kid an iPad and put them in front of it for an undisclosed amount of time and I tried to get work done, it still wouldn't happen. No. Because every 15 minutes, you still will have a child coming to you saying, I'm hungry. I'm I'm thirsty. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm this. I'm that. So you can't do anything because you're constantly doing something for somebody else. Right. And then I get worn down. I get worn right down. I just get like like worn out from it all. I can't get my stuff done. It's like I have to go into like this weird mindset of I will achieve nothing of my own <laughs> personal benefit and I will live. I live only for the for others. Yeah. For days on end. That's it. <laughs> that's hard. That's, that's, a, that's a hard way to live. That's a hard way to live. And it's like, and, and by the time Jen comes some sunny night, I, I, I got the work week starts. 
Yeah. So I'm like back into it. You're back into it. And then next week when Jen gets back, you're right, I'm gone. You're gone. All week. And some of the other people that are on vacation are still gone. And they're giving me their work. So you just a lot of stuff happening in your I, life right I, now. I'm depressed. I don't know how to get out of this <laughs> depression, but I'm living the dream, folks. You need, uh, need a break. That's what you need. I, I can't get a break. I don't have a break. <laughs> Somebody needs to come over and help me. That's he not the only help. way. He needs some help, guys. He That's needs some help. only way I'll get a break. Well, Pastor Luke, you were, you're thinking you're not going to be able to get any, any work done this week, <laughs> this weekend at least, any, any housework. Yep. I was working on my house uh, this week, and I had some struggles. I, it should have been like a, I was uh, doing a job underneath the house in our crawl space. And you, you thought it was going to be pretty simple. I thought it was going to be maybe a 20, 30-minute job. At, I mean, w- that's with setup time and everything, getting mm-hmm. all the tools out. And I went home. I bought the, the stuff. And I was just capping some pipes in the crawl space. And it really would be like a 10-minute job if I didn't have to crawl in the crawl space. That adds some time to it, getting all the stuff. Get the pipes. I get underneath the crawl space, and apparently our house was plumbed multiple times. So, yeah. yeah. So, the first plumber used half-inch pipe, which is what I saw and what I bought materials for. The second plumber used three-quarter-inch pipe. And you didn't see that pipe. And I didn't see that pipe because it was all wrapped up. And so, I get under there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to cap these pipes. Well, I have the wrong stuff. Mm. I got to go back to the store. I go back to the store. Luckily, the store is only like four minutes from my house. And then I realized I had changed out of out of my work clothes into work clothes. Did you change out of your church work clothes into your housework clothes. Exactly. There you go. You figured it out. Change my work clothes <laughs> into my work clothes. <laughs> I go to the store, and I get up to the counter. I forgot my wallet. Ah. I got to drive back home, drive back to the store. That's so frustrating. It, I, was, I was to the point – I was kind of getting – just infuriated with myself. Just, I'm like, <laughs> I hate being angry at yourself. Like, there's no one else to blame for this. <laughs> it was purely my mistake. And not only did I initially go to the store and buy the wrong material, like I was just there 20 minutes ago mm-hmm. buying half-inch fittings. And now I have to go back, buy three-quarter-inch fittings, forgot my wallet, put them back on the shelf, drive back to my house, get my wallet, drive back to... I was at Kurt Lumber three times in the span of like 30 minutes. It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. I finally got it done though. I got it fixed. I got it. The water stopped flowing. So now now we can take out some cabinets and and start finishing our bedroom. Nice. It is is a rough day. Yeah. And it's funny, but... Okay. I've talked about this I, I preached last last night at church. Yeah, in the in the main sanctuary, and I actually I talked about how how important it is to have somebody in your life who has a can do spirit, a can do spirit. I can't. We can get this done. Yeah. Ever worked with somebody who has a can do spirit? Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. I love surrounding myself with people who have that can do attitude. For sure. They don't seem to get frustrated. They don't seem to get mad. They just like oh this. Hey, this happens. That's, we're we're going to get it we're done. We're going to anyway. get it done anyway. We're, they're going to go back to the store again. I, you know, this happens. It's like, how come I can't have this spirit? <laughs> I, I love that can-do attitude. I wish I had a can-do attitude. Yeah, I do struggle sometimes to have a can-do attitude. Of I'll course. get I'll, like even just the other day when I was trying to fix this pie. By the second time I went to the store, I was frustrated. And then when I realized I was going to have to go back a third time, oh my god, I was I was past frustrated. I was I was infuriated. I was yeah. like, what what is going on? You gotta you gotta get that can-do spirit going. 
You, you got to. And I think it's important to not only have a can-do spirit, but to surround yourself with other people who have a can-do spirit. And those people, they're called friends. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly what we're talking about today. Seamless transition. We're going we're to do a series of podcasts on friendship. That's right. I love it. I believe friendship, when it comes to ministry, specifically ministry, just keep it at that. When it comes to ministry, friendship is like the the a, a li- the lifeblood. Yeah. Man, your your ministry rises and falls on friendships. Oh, Re- absolutely. Relationships. I have seen youth ministries completely destroyed because one couple broke up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like everybody chose sides and the whole thing got completely divided and the whole ministry was destroyed over one couple breaking up. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. (laughs) It's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's not what you want to see at all. So what we want to do is, man, we want to have a series of podcasts here all about friendship. Yeah. We'll talk about different things about friendship. Uh, 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 Signs of great friends, pitfalls to friendships. Um, I, I got another bunch of other. What? Uh, what? One of the things that I love that you say all the time, Pastor Luke, is that uh, your friends should not be determined simply by proximity. Yeah, just because they're close to you in in some sort of like proximity or like distance. Yeah, you play sports together. You sit by each other in class. <laughs> your next door neighbors. It doesn't mean that <laughs> they're a great friend. Yeah, but that's most how most people ch- kind of choose their friends and. We're going to talk about all, we're going to just talk about friendships. And I just think we need help in this area. Yeah, I agree. And what's, what I love is that the Bible actually has a lot to say about friendships. So so much to say. Especially if you go into the book of Proverbs, man, there is so many little, even almost just like one liners Mm -hmm. in the book of Proverbs, all about friendship. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think, I think it's great. I love the topic of friendship. I love what the Bible has to say about it. Uh, maybe you're out there and you're like, man, I would love to do a study on friendship. Just start reading the book of Proverbs and just start highlighting all of those verses. You know, what's a another, lot you know what another great book is? What's another great book? Ecclesiastes. Oh, that's so true. It's a wonderful book on the power of friendship, the power of a partner, the power yeah. of relationships. Oh, yeah. If the book Ecclesiastes talks about things like two is better than one. Yeah. Because two will be able to keep each other warm at night. You can pick one another up if one falls. You're yeah. stronger together. One can put 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to That's flight. That's right. Ooh, I love that. And, and and so Ecclesiastes is full of stuff, when, of, of, of advice for friendships, relationships. Uh, uh, we want to just get into this. And I, this is going to be a series that will last, I don't know, maybe it could last just two in a row. We could do four in a row. I don't know. Let's we'll figure it out. We got a lot of material in front of us right here. Yeah. So here's what we need you to got guys to do. You guys can be a part of determining how long this is going to be. If you guys are enjoying our podcast about friendship, mm-hmm. let us know because your feedback helps a lot. Yeah. And so just let us know. Say, you know, shoot us a text. Shoot us an email. Yes. Aaron at Ignited.org. Say, hey, I love your series on friendship. Keep doing it. Yep. Only yeah. email me with good news, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't... We don't we don't need destructive criticism. <laughs> we need constructive advice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh and I just think that uh, th- there's no doubt in my mind that every single person alive wants friends, needs friends, yep, longs for friends, maybe is currently uh not getting along with a friend. Yep. How do we fix this? How do we get beyond this? What did I do wrong? How can I do better? 
and so we're going to talk about this. I think it's going to be one of our most useful, better series of podcasts here for the next few weeks. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think we should, let's let's do it. Let's jump right into it. Uh, today we're going to talk about um, some signs yep. that you have great friends. Yes, yeah, some signs that you have great friends. Yeah. All right. Number one, what do we got, Pastor Luke? They celebrate with you. And I love this one. Yep. Because sometimes... Maybe I was thinking about this when I was in high school. I had some friends. Obviously, a lot of my friends came from church. And so a lot of them would go to different schools. And I remember one year, uh, I think it was my junior year, a lot of my friends were seniors. Um, One of my friends who went to Heartland High School, um, their football team made it into the playoffs. And they actually, that year, to make it to the playoffs, they beat some of my other friends' football team. Yeah. And so Heartland makes it to the playoffs, and they won round one of the playoffs. And we're hanging out, and like we actually hung out Friday night after that game. And my friend was so excited; he was fired up. Yep. And I could tell one of my other friends who his team had beaten that year, like he was mad. He was frustrated because yeah. he was like, "Oh, that should have been me. Like yeah. my team should have been in the playoffs. Like I wish I was. I in wish the I was in the playoffs, but we weren't because yeah. you guys beat us." And so now we're not in the playoffs. So in a matter of one evening, you've got to both celebrate and cry (laughs) with your friends. (laughs) Yeah, but it's I saw how much my my friend who lost, how how much he really cared about the other guy because he was still able to celebrate with him and, and, and be fired up about his team winning. I used to struggle to celebrate with my friends. Yeah? I used to. I think celebrating sometimes can be harder than crying with somebody. Here's the thing. I wanted I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Okay. Um, we'll actually get into that point to to cry with your friends. Yeah, I think that's actually number two. But number one, run, run, celebrate. So I went through a a a time frame of life where tragedies kept happening. Yeah, and I was crying a lot with my friends. Yeah, we were crying together. Yeah, I was I was feeling it, man. It, it was difficult, and I thought to myself, "Good grief." I am so excited to celebrate with my friends again. Yeah. And I realized celebrating is so much better than crying. Yeah. And and I used to think that it was easier to cry with your friends. Yeah. And and that really could, I mean, okay, I understand both sides of things, but it's so much healthier to celebrate with your friends. Absolutely. And I'd rather celebrate with my friends. Oh yeah, 100%. And, and cuz crying with your friends is a, is rough. And 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 especially if you're affected by the tragedy. Yep. Oh my goodness, I'd rather celebrate. But people actually find it difficult to celebrate with their friends. They're jealous. Yeah. Uh they're envious. Um they wish it was them and, and they don't they wish good things would happen to them. There are all these motions happening within you, but look at where Romans, read Romans 12, verse 15, Pastor Aaron. Yeah, it says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. And I think that first part right there that's so key is to be happy with those who are happy. And I agree. Sometimes it can be difficult to be, to celebrate with somebody, or maybe they're, they're celebrating something that you don't understand, or it's something that, like you said, you wish it was you, Mm -hmm. but it's not you, but still celebrating with them, building them up, encouraging them. That is such a healthy sign of a friend. Mm-hmm. It is. And we all can be honest with ourselves and admit right now, I'd rather go to my friend's birthday party than my friend's funeral. Oh, yeah. So you, mu- you must understand right now it's much better to celebrate than to cry. Yep. And, and, but, but sometimes we get so selfish and so caught up in ourselves that we actually think the opposite. 
Yep. And it's not true at all. And, and, but healthy people understand this. They understand that it's so much better to celebrate with your friends than to cry with your friends. And so I pr- you need to pray that there are things to celebrate and not things to cry about. Yeah. And, and a dysfunctional friend is, is frustrated with your success. Mm, wow, that's a good statement. It is. It's because they don't understand. They have never, they haven't been crying. They haven't had to cry very often. And they don't understand how amazing it is to celebrate and how much more better it is to celebrate than it is to cry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. If you have a friend who cannot or struggles to celebrate with you, uh, then I would just question their, the genuineness of their friendship for you mm-hmm. because it is such a key, key part to be able to actually celebrate with somebody uh, and, and just celebrate what God's doing in their life. Mm-hmm. Number two, it goes right along. They cry with you. They cry with you. Now, I've had to do this. Yeah, me too. And, and, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, sometimes it feels like I, I, I don't understand their tears, but I, I still put my arm around them. Yep. And I'm like, it's going to be okay. You know, we, we can get through this. I'm so sorry you're going through this right now. Sometimes I don't understand the tears. Other times I do understand the tears. Yep. And I've I, been and, in both. And I'm right there with them. And I don't, I can't comfort them because I need comfort too. Yeah. But we're, we're kind of holding each other up in a way. Um, is we, I used to actually play this, this ridiculous game. I say, okay, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to, we're going to come face to face with each other. I'm, I'm going to pick you up, but you're going to pick me up at the same time. <laughs> so like we both put our arms under each other's armpits, you know? Yeah. And we're like one, two, three, lift. It doesn't work. It does, I don't think it works. No. But I always say like, you can actually, when you cry together, you can pick each other up at the exact same time. Yeah, it's a, it's a comfort to know that when you are going through something that you're crying about, that real friends are going to be there with you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's I would rather celebrate mm-hmm. with my friends than cry with my friends, but good friends are going to be there for both times. Yeah, they are going to be there for both times. Your, your true friends are seen in the mountaintops and the valleys. Yeah. Anybody can be your friend on a plateau. Yeah. You're not really going nowhere. It doesn't take much work. You're just kind of walking, moving forward. But when you got to be up on top of the mountaintop and celebrate or when you're drudging down in the valley, yeah, that's, uh, that's when you're, you see who's your real friend. You, you do see who your real friends are. There's this big study that, that some psychologists put together, and they, they did a study on success. Okay. People's success. Oh, yeah. And there are certain types of people that would become so, they get so successful that it actually begins to separate them from family and friends. Wow. Like they have very nice house, very nice cars, very nice things, and the rest of their family doesn't. Yeah. And their, their friendship, their friends that they had don't. And they feel so guilty about success that they will actually become unsuccessful to appease family and friends. Wow. Isn't that strange? That is very strange. Because they don't, they don't, they, they sense the tension. They sense the separation. Right. They sense the jealousy, the, the, the envy, and they don't like it. They would rather things just go back to the way they were. Yeah. And so they literally begin to taper down their success and realize, I don't think this is what I want, but at the same time, we should be the kind of people that cheer our friends on for yeah. success. To not have them pull back just to stay at our level. Yeah, that's really good. It's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. I think we should go on to the next point. Go ahead. All right, let's talk about how friends let you be yourself. Ooh. 
I think this is a really important topic, especially for young people, maybe especially for teenagers, Pastor Luke, mm-hmm. because there is such a pressure to try to, I don't know, become like your friends. Um, I remember some of my friends growing up and still today, I have friends that are really, really good at video games. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am not. I'm not either. I enjoy playing video games. Yeah, but I hate losing in video games, which I usually do. <laughs> which I, I'm exactly the same I'm way. I'm horrible at them. Yeah. I'm not good at them. I enjoy playing them, but I have friends who are really, really good. And I could tell my my real friends uh, would be the friends who'd be like, hey, like, it's okay. Like, we don't have to just keep playing video games. Or Honestly, I was totally content. Like, they'd play Call of Duty, and they would be so good at Call of Duty. It's like I was watching a movie about yeah. that. I'll just sit here and watch you guys play. It's entertaining, actually. It is entertaining, and so I have no problem with, with doing stuff like that. But those real friends, are they're going to let you be yourself. They're not going to force you to try to become who, like like them or to be a part of the things that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, that's really healthy and maybe a red flag if you are hanging around or trying to become friends with somebody and you realize that you're changing. You're changing to be more like them. So let's let's put this into context too cuz when I say when we say they let you be yourself. I I we're not we're talking about within a Christian frame. Ha, huh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good a good point to bring up. Yeah, because because I know some people out there are like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm not going to let you just live in sin. No. That's not what we're talking about here. No, that's not what we're talking about at all. I think that there's a huge difference. Paul actually wrote in, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, and he says, hey, you know, keep, to keep yourself away from from idolaters and, and sinners, and he goes through this list of sins, and he's like, yeah, but I'm talking about people in the church, not just the world in general. Yeah, we're, that's exactly what we're talking to now. We're, we're talking to Christians. Yeah, and then he says that we actually have a, a responsibility that if somebody in the church is sinning, like some, one of your one of your close friends they're sinning, then you as a Christian have a responsibility to talk to them and say, hey, bro, sister, what are you doing? Yeah. You, that, that's not lining up with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there's, and call there, there's a bit of a difference here between what we're trying to explain. And I think you're, everybody out here listening is totally smart enough to understand what we're saying here. Yeah, I agree. Is that we don't, we're not changing people's like preference, like <laughs> I don't know, sense of humor and like yeah. likes and dislikes and favorite foods. And, and we're not sitting out here trying to manipulate people to change them into something they're not. And we don't want to change ourselves too much to somehow fit into a friend group that really doesn't like us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that doesn't because honestly, those friendships, they're going to fade away. Yeah, they will fade away. And you'll be miserable in them. Yeah. So don't don't be like that. Yeah. Don't be like that. So you've got to kind of understand what we're talking about here. Uh, you can, you're smart enough to know exactly what we're talking about here. Um, and, and we're not saying just let people live a sinful life and, and love them. <laughs> love them uh, right to the very bitter end, you know, accept them for who they are. That would, be, that would be a big mistake. That would be a big mistake. But what we are trying to say is that I think too many young people change themselves for the worse in order to somehow fit into a friend group. Yep, I totally agree. And that's not good. That's not good. That's not healthy. And 
don't force your other friends to change to fit your mold either. Yeah. That's just as that's, that's just as dysfunctional. That's just as bad. This is not how we get what are we talking about here? Great friends. That's not how you that's not how we get great friends. That's that's not it. So this is um this is good. This is good stuff. Let's. What's the next one, Pastor Aaron? All right. The next one is I, I really like this one, Pastor, because they encourage your relationship with God. Oh, yes. I love what James 5.16 says. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for or, and yeah. pray for each other yep. so that you may be healed. Uh, for the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Wow. But I love that you can pray with your friend, like a real friend, a close friend should be somebody that you can pray with, Yeah, that you can open up to, that you can, and that will, when you open up to them and say, hey, I need some prayer for this, I, I, I want to get closer to God, that they're going to encourage that. They're going to be like, let's right now, let's pray together. Let's mm-hmm. believe God for, for with, with big faith Let, or, or whatever that, I don't know. Obviously, every single person what you're praying for is different and changes all the time. Mm-hmm. But l- let's go to God with big faith, believing that God is going to come through on this prayer, mm-hmm. and they're encouraging you to do that. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I just, I, I always get a sense out there that that this is typically maybe the last stage of like maturity when it comes to Christian relationships. Yeah, that early on you're just. You're just trying to fit in. You're like, where's my place within the youth ministry here? Or where's my place at the young adult, uh, you know, service? Uh, who's who's can I fit in with? Who's my friend? And and then, but then, as like weeks and months and maybe years go on, you'll realize, wait a second, I think I've developed a friend group that is praying with me, praying for me, concerned concerned for me. Yeah. And wow, I got something real here. Yeah. I remember when I was in seventh grade and I came up to Ignited and I was like just so intimidated by all the people. You know, I was one of those little tiny seventh grade boys. And uh, we all we all (laughs) were there, brother. (laughs) And so I was like just so intimidated and just wanted to be a part of something. You know, really anything that if people were like, I, I love sports. So if somebody was playing any kind of sport, I was doing it with them. Yeah. Just to have try to have some fun with people. But as I was able to mature and, and, and build those friendships, I realized, wow, I have friends who not only can we play sports and have fun and do things together, but the, these are people who are pushing me closer to, in my relationship with God. That mm-hmm. are, If I miss a Sunday morning, they're texting me, where are you at? Mm-hmm. If, if I come to them and say, hey, I need prayer for something, or man, I got an awesome opportunity, would you pray that, that I get peace about it, or that God opens this door? Uh, th- those guys are going to be there praying for that too. Yeah. And so... Many of my relationships growing up revolved around church. Yeah. And it sounds like it was very similar to you, is that my my really, my most precious friendships growing up were the ones that um, I did church with. Yeah. And then still to this day, that would be the case. And then when I went to college, I developed wonderful friendships based around, uh, you know, university. Yeah. And the, coll- the college world. And I noticed when I graduated college that it was extremely difficult to continue those relationships mm, because yeah. our friendship revolved around the college. Right. That we laughed together because of cla- classes together, played intramural sports together, ate in the cafeteria together, and, and right. did life together. But then all of a sudden we graduate. We're not doing any of those things together. 
anymore. So where is our commonality revolved around? You know what happened to be? It was revolved, began to develop based solely around we love God together. Yeah. We love God together. And it grew beyond the basic principles of just we happen to be in the same place at the same time together. Right. And and it developed deeper than that. And uh, so many of our relationships, can we can have strong relationships with people because we love God together. Yeah. And that's so amazing to do, I think. I, I totally agree. I think that one of the best things is that when you can – uh, you can be with a friend and have great friendships, even if you guys are like, <laughs> I don't know the best term, but I guess like, like on paper, you wouldn't think you would be friends. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't go to the, you don't live in the same city. You don't go to the same church. You don't go to the same school. Uh, it, the list can go on and on and on. It doesn't seem like it's going to work, but then all of a sudden you find this unity in Christ. That's it. We have a unity in Christ that goes beyond anything. And when you have friends like that, uh, that that's something really special that you need to to nurture that friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, our pastor, Pastor Tim, is constantly talking about how he has to work really hard to keep great friends, especially as the senior pastor of a church, uh, because you know a lot of the people at our church would look to him as that spiritual authority, yep. as the the shepherd of the house, which he is. You know, he he's that in my life. He's a spiritual authority in my life. He's the the shepherd of of the house when it comes to our church. And so he has to work really hard. He's always constantly talking about how he is working really hard at sustaining friendships with people that don't even go to Cornerstone, that don't live in our area, that live in other states. Uh, but now here's the fruit of it is he's been in ministry 40 some years and he's got he's got great friends all over the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. in Kentucky, yep. in New York, in, in Florida, yep. people that he goes to visit and, and speaks at their church and they encourage one another. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the other day, he's got uh, a group of pastors that like every Sunday morning at 6 a.m. They start texting each other prayers and, and encouraging yep. and encouraging each other. Yep. Just getting ready for a Sunday service. Yep. And, and that's what can happen when you build a relationship around God and when you work at, at building those friendships with these things we're talking about. I love it. Let's go on to the next one here. Uh, they're honest with you. Oh, that's a good one. Proverbs 27 verse 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. I really like that verse, Pastor Luke. It's amazing And verse. Uh, I, I, w- I would love to hear, maybe you unpack that a little bit. What does that mean? Real friends care more about you than your feelings. I love that. That's a great summarization of that verse. That's what that verse means. Yep. I think that... When somebody really cares about who you are as opposed to just not hurting your feelings, yeah, um, that's when real growth in your life can happen. Yeah, when somebody loves you enough to to call you out on something, call your stuff out, and and uh, and I think that's really important. I just was remembering uh, a time in my life where uh, I just graduated the IMA, and and I've, you called me into your office one day, and we were talking about ministry, and then you kind of you kind of called me out on some stuff. A little bit. And uh, and it was more you were giving me advice, and it wasn't like I had gotten really – like I was doing a bunch of things wrong. You weren't like living a life of sin. No, but you were just like, hey, I've been seeing – I think you should should do this instead of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge moment for me, and I was like, wow, Pastor Luke really cares about me, that he's willing to say, hey, 
I think the way that you're going about doing this is the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I think you, you should not, again, not that I was like really doing anything wrong, no. uh, sinful, but it was just helpful for me to see why wow, he really cares uh, about me as an individual. Yeah. And that's what real friends do. They're like, I don't, you know, I've, I've definitely been in some conversations with some, some people, some guys were hanging out and you're just like, you know what? I love you so much that you should never do that again. Yeah. Well, here, when you see your friends settling for re- for less than God's best, speak up. Oh, I like that a lot. Say something. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be even accepted or welcomed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you don't you don't have to be a jerk about it. No, don't be a jerk about it. Hey, dummy. You're being dumb. Like, that's not the way to do it. We're not talking like that. Like, but just being like, um, hey, so, yeah, I don't think that you should date that person yeah. anymore. I, was just, I love I was, you so much, but. <laughs> I, I was thinking of that, that exact same example. It's like, hey, bro, I love, I love you, you so much. I love you so much. I don't think that she's a good fit for you, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think that he has your best interest at heart, honey. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> accountability is a is a wonderful thing to say and a horrible thing to experience. Yep. <laughs> I, we're just we're just gonna be accountability partners, and and it's just gonna be so wonderful. And everybody wants an accountability partner until you are held accountable. They're holding you accountable. There, there. <laughs> oh man! But we wonderful friends will do this for you. That's true. Wonderful friends will do this for you. And a wise person sets up accountability on purpose. Yeah. And, and they, they set up accountability before they need it. I have many accountability partners. Yeah, me too. I do. I've got accountability partners for my spiritual life. I have an accountability partner for my marriage. I've yep. got a financial accountability partner. Yeah. I call it a financial advisor. Oh, yeah. I've got somebody who I asked to come over and help me around the house on my projects. It's a home management accountability partner. Yeah. And I'm smart enough to do it. And I, in order to do it, you've got to be able to admit, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And I've made mistakes. Oh yeah. Help me fix this place. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you know? <laughs> and, I, and it's so important that, you know, when, when we don't know what you're doing, like, like you said, a financial uh, accountability partner, there's lots of things I don't understand about, the world of finances. Yeah, you so got to mu- be willing to be get weak and admit it. So much so that as soon as I got my first full-time job here at Cornerstone, literally like two months into having a job, I was like, I, I don't even know what to do with a full-time like paycheck like this and and not having like w- and getting all like these benefits and I'm supposed to set up a, I need to set up a, a, a Roth IRA or a 401k or like do a, some invest. A, I living, don't, a living will. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what any of, yeah, <laughs> a will, I don't know what any of this means. Mm-hmm. And so I, was, I realized that I needed that accountability partner so bad that I pay them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to, to help me understand what to do and, and give me advice on what to do with my finances. Wise people do that. Last one. How to have great friends, they forgive. They forgive. That's right. Huge. This is so important. Oh, yeah. I think about Jesus as the ultimate example of a friend, and he 
was willing to forgive so many times. Think about how many times the disciples were just idiots. <laughs> they were so <laughs> they were man. They didn't um, get it. And and I'm not judging it because I, I would have probably been right there with them yeah. doing all of that stuff. But it does certainly seem to paint them in a in a bad way, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And sometimes I'm like, like Peter, come on, why did you say that? All of them. You're like, what? Know, you like, still you're, under, you don't understand Bartholomew, that? you've seen him do how many miracles and he's still not getting it? Come on, buddy. <laughs> he's not talking about actual yeast. He's talking, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Come on. He literally made bread out of out of no bread. He's, he's it doesn't like, matter that you forgot the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the bread, man. <laughs> Yeah, so he's forgiven him left and but, right. But he's forgiven him left and right, and I love that. Even when when Judas was betraying him with a kiss in the garden of or in the garden of Gethsemane, uh, Jesus greets him and says, "Friend." Anybody who has a long term friendship has had to forgive many times. Yep. Think about that. That 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 relationship has encountered many trials. And yet they were able to say, I forgive you. Yeah. It just, it's got to have, it happens that way. Look at Colossians 3, verse 13. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It says, uh, forgive anyone who offends you. Yep. That means anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love, Pastor Ben used to say this all the time. When Jesus said, if you have anything against anyone, go in and make amends. And Pastor Ben would always say, anyone or anything against anyone, that's pretty all-inclusive, guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, and I agree. I mean, that, that's exactly what Jesus is saying. We need to learn to forgive, to have great friendships. That's good. Okay. I, this series, I think this series is going to last a while. It's, it's, there's gold throughout. I think we need this right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's time for this. I think that we can all can do better at this. And this is going to be an awesome few weeks with this friendship series that we're going down. I'm excited to take this journey with you, audience. Oh, yeah. We're bringing you guys along. Yeah, let's go. Any last final thoughts or words, Pastor Aaron? I would say be, be intentional with your friendships. You know, be intentional yeah. about actually doing because it's one thing to listen to a podcast and say, oh, these are great seven things or six things or how many things we talked about. Yeah. And, uh, but it's another thing to actually be like, okay, now I'm going to laugh with somebody. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to cry with somebody. Now I'm going to forgive somebody. Yeah. And so I would, I would just say, be intentional about becoming a good friend because Proverbs says, if you want to be a good friend, you first need to become, become a friend. So mm-hmm. don't point the finger at somebody else, but you work on these things. You can, ex- you can be the first to, to, you can take the first step. That's it. You can take the first step. All I right. like it. That's awesome. That's good advice for the last bit here. Oh, it's great to be with you, Pollyance. That's it. See you next time. See you guys. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.